0: Your host Eric Balance and this is the Resilient Minds Podcast. Join me as I explore the capabilities of our minds and how our x-factor can become our y-factor. Now is our time. Welcome, everybody, to the Resilient Minds Podcast. I'm really grateful to be here with Mr. Sam Bakhtiar. Um, hello, my friend. How are you, man? How, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fantastic, brother. Thank you so much for having me. And it's uh, finally a pleasure to connect.
0: Yes, brother, I agree. It's, it's 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 always nice to catch, especially when we're both busy doing thousand things on, on the go. Um, but before we get started, I really want to introduce you because this man for everybody um, that's listening, is doing brilliant things around the world. And it's really important to make sure that we take notice because for those of you that don't know Sam, he's um, honestly adding tremendous value in the world. He's giving, he's willing to step up. And I wanna share that, you know, Sam is a doctor, he's a CEO, he's an author, he's world-class bodybuilder and a multi-million entrepreneur multi-millionaire entrepreneur he runs an amazing uh, fitness franchising business uh, the camp transformation center with 110 different locations and two different supplement and nutrition companies with a bachelor's degree from pennsylvania state university in sports science and life science and a doctorate from los angeles college of chiropractic dr bakhtiar has helped over 100,000 people transform physically and mentally. I know it's, it's, it's amazing to watch what this guy is doing. He specializes in helping people get to the top 1% in any and every aspect of their life. Dr. Bhaktiar applies his business acumen and coaching to the 1% club, helping others to become a one by rising above. He is also the author of popular books, The Total Body Transformation Secrets, and becoming a one-percenter, so go check them out. Dr. Bakhtiar's passion for transformations begin by transforming his own physique from a scrawny, awkward kid to a champion bodybuilder with 23 major bodybuilding titles, including Mr. Orange County, Mr. Pittsburgh, Mr. California, Emerald Cup Tournament of Champions, as well as placing runner-up in Mr. USA. He has over 18 years experience in coaching professional collegiate and recreational athletes from all sports all walks of life. Today he's a proud husband, a father of two beautiful girls, a devoted family man and a businessman. Of course, because success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. Welcome again my friend. It's so it's a pleasure my friend.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it Eric.
0: Dude, you know, uh, you know, I know we've been, like I said earlier, we've uh, we've touched on it. You we said we're both crazy busy. It's so nice to to finally am back on on this side of the world, and you know we're able to 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 get our calendars together, and it's been so such a blessing to you know be able to make it make it work. And first and foremost, I really want to share my gratitude to you because I know that sometimes we get there's there's so many things that coming up in our lives and there's always things that you know are are, are mixing up so making the time um, and using our most most precious resource to share your brilliance and um all the time and effort and energy that it takes to to, you know bring the value to the world um that you're continuously doing it i just want to say thank you so before we get started i always want to um you know set the stage and share you know with the resilient minds you know podcast i always talk about how our experience, which is which I like to call our X factor, um, contributes to their big Ys, our Y factor, right? Our big Y. And, you know, fundamentally, I believe that as we continue to go through our journeys, our experiences in life, we get really clear on that big why, that big purpose. So if you don't mind sharing through your journey, and I know it's been a long one, um, and it's been up and down peaks and valleys as we, all, as we all go through. If you don't mind sharing some of your experiences in life that have really been defining key moments that have contributed to the big why, the big purpose that you continue to be so resilient at and push forward with.
1: I think the big why for all of us, you know, there's something that's always is constant. Is, is going to be the fact that we want to progress in life. We want to be better in life. Now, I don't care you know, what better is What better is your definition. Your, better, your definition of better is different than my definition of better. But the fact that we're humans, we have the ability to self-evaluate and ask ourselves, what do I want my next chapter to be? Look, we're at the top of the food chain for a reason. We'll beat the dinosaurs, we'll beat the elephants, we'll beat the tigers, we'll beat the lions. We can't beat these animals, you know, in a fight or in physical strength, but we're able to outsmart them. And that's what God's given ability to us to be able to evaluate each other, you know, ourselves, and take the next step. So as you go through this thing called life, you evaluate, make adjustments, and then you go to the next step, next step some people want to call that wisdom whatever you want to call it you know and for me all the things that I've gone through in life has led me to what I am today five years from now my goals might be different but one thing that's never going to change is the fact that you and I and everybody else in this world wants to change and wants to better themselves we always want to constantly improve If we didn't, then cars would stay the same. Planes would stay the same. Technology would stay the same. You know, we would stay the same. One thing that always remained constant, that's why my my gyms are called the camp transformation centers. Because even the methodology of exercise changes over time. You know, yoga comes, yoga goes. Pilates comes, Pilates goes. CrossFit comes, CrossFit goes. Personal training comes, personal training goes. You know, all these fad diets come and go. One thing remains the same that we still want to improve, we want to transform. And every chapter is going to be different. My chapter is different than yours. Your chapter is different than mine. Your next uh, move is different. Is this where you are right now and what you want to do next?
0: I really love the process of the, that constant and never ending improvement, right? And I think that that's, it's it's so powerful, especially for us. So when you talk about your, your experience or your story of constant and never-ending improvement, what were some of the struggles that you had to really be resilient enough to see, holy cow, you needed to change your approach, you needed to change your dynamic because you were in a situation that was either becoming, you know, a... a, a not a mistake, but more of a, uh, an opportunity, a successful failure for you to look at it and say, this is amazing what I'm going through. Maybe in that moment you didn't feel that way, but you look back in hindsight now and you're like, wow, I needed to change my approach. And now I can say, holy cow, because of that, that was the moment that allowed me to, to exponentially change the curve of where I'm headed.
1: And right, where do you want me to start? I have hundreds of those.
0: I love okay. it. So where's the, where's the, where's the, where's the, where, where? scroll ahead.
1: You know, You know, so let me, let me just go through time. Okay. I'm going to yeah. go, I will make it fast for you. Cause I have so many of them. Cause every single trials or tribulations that I have became my biggest blessing. Every single setback I had was the biggest comeback I had. So in life, you know, you're going to have setbacks. That's going to be, that's going to be life. Let me give you an example. If it wasn't because Because of me getting bombed on by Saddam Hussein in Iran. We would have never came to the United States. I would have never been where I am right now. If it wasn't because of my dad leaving us and I never see my dad ever again. I probably wouldn't be the super dad that I am right now because I'm conscious of that right if it because of me getting cut from the basketball team, you know, in eighth grade and Trying to go get better at basketball and discovering weight training, I would have never probably had the gyms and never been a bodybuilder, I'd never been this route. I would have probably never had a hundred some gyms right now and changed hundreds of millions of lives. If it wasn't because of me going through bankruptcy and foreclosure in the recession, I probably wouldn't be as good with the money that I am right now. I have the savings and, 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 and the things that I have right now. If it wasn't because of the divorce that I went through, I would have never met. The person that I'm with right now, and have have another beautiful baby boy. You know what I mean. So everything, when you look at it, whatever you're going through, stuff right now, when you're going through anything that you're going right now, just understand that as long as you're resilient, since we talk about resilient minds, right? As long as you're resilient, as long as you push through, you're going to come out better at the other end. God is not going to give you anything that you cannot handle god is never going to give you that god only gives you what you can handle but he wants you to have faith he wants you to go through it because at the end of the obstacle which obstacle is never in the way obstacle is the way it's going to be something greater for you however god is not going to reward you if you quit because that means that you don't have faith in him when you quit you basically give up faith in God. I'm not very. I'm not here to be religious. I'm not here. I'm, I'm. You know. I'm not a very religious person. I don't make it to church every Sunday, but I do believe that there is a reason that you're here in this on this earth.
0: Dude, that is profound. So I think that I think what you just said, because you know the connection to our Creator, universe, God, um, whoever, whatever anyone believes in having a higher source of, of belief system, I think, is a fundamental chapter of our growth. And you really touched on it, um, you know, having faith. And I I always share, like, faith over fear this is what's going to continue to help you persevere. Now, obstacle is the way. Wow. Profound. Obstacle,
1: obstacle is the way. Obstacle is not in yes. the way. Obstacle yes. is the way. You got to push through yes.
0: it. And When you quit, you give up your faith in yourself, in your higher power, in your purpose, in your why. So when people are approaching you and they're struggling and there's this um, ideology that it's easier to quit than to push forward, what would you tell them?
1: Of course it's easier to quit. It's easier to stay on the couch and get, get your butt up and go start lifting weights and running it's easier to 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 netflix than go to work it's easier to eat ice cream than have broccoli but nothing great came out of easy easy doesn't give you confidence easy doesn't build self-worth easy never made anything comfort is the enemy of progress so we talked about progression we talked about evolution we talked about transformation Guess what kills all that comfort comfort kills all that so if you want to be comfortable and you want to quit then what are you going to do you know you're going to regret the rest of your life because you said you know what i I, what if i would have done this what if i would have done that what if this would have been different no you're going to sit on the couch and then all you're going to do is complain be bitter the rest of your life and say, oh man, because of this, I did this happen. Because of that, this happened. And start making a bunch of excuses. And left, you had two choices, really two choices. Run away from your problems
0: or run at them. Run at them. When you, win, you, because you've been on these, you've been on several different problems, you, 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 you've, you've, you've run at several of them, <laughs> you know, and you've had this profound journey to evolve your future. Has there been, like, what, was there something that changed in your belief system that allowed you to really encapsulate this? Because from my understanding, what I'm sensing is that you've embodied this.
1: I've embodied the fact that in life, you're either in a problem, left a problem, or headed towards one. And the bigger you become, the more successful you become, is not more money, more problems, is more money, different type of problems, different things that you need to solve, different things that you need to overcome. You know, life is just like the weight room okay when i first got into the weight room i couldn't even do 45 pounds i can't even do the bar after a couple of weeks of just being resilient going back i was able to do the bar a few more weeks 10 pounds a few weeks 45 pounds a few weeks next thing you know i'm doing three 400 pounds on bench mm-hmm. okay well life is the same way in the beginning a little obstacle is a big big deal then next thing you know another obstacle you overcome was a big deal another was a big deal then when you look back people like I thought that obstacle was big. That's nothing. So the way you see these calluses, you see these calluses?
0: Uh, Not really, but we can see them. There we go.
1: Yep. There we go. So why do you think these calluses, why why, why did my body make these calluses? Because over the years of putting weight over here, my body says, you know, Sam, I need to build some calluses because I don't want the weight to get to your bone. Yeah. Right? To protect you. Well, guess what? By going through obstacles, by go- going through trials and tribulations, by solving problems, you're gonna build some mental calluses. Mental calluses. Yeah. Mental calluses. You know, and you're gonna be, be, after that, nothing's gonna hurt you anymore. Nothing's gonna hurt you. That's it's that what threshold? is so important for us to embrace problems, for embrace obstacles. You know, I embrace heavier weights. I embrace them. And I embrace obstacles, I embrace problems. I'm like, you know what, come at me. I would love to have a, you know, what is life if you had no problems? You have no stress. You have no, you know, when I went to medical school, I've learned that stress is a vital part of life. If you don't stress, if you don't stress, guess what you actually die if there's zero stress in your life, you die that's why people will retire now is' have zero stress, they die there's no purpose no challenge. you know what I mean so stress is not like oh stress is bad. how you look at stress, how you handle stress is what makes it bad
0: yes. And and I love this, 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 this thought process. I agree. I think that having the ideology of what we do with regards to that, it's like that old saying, you know, it's not, it's not how hard you fall. It's how hard you fall and get back up that will determine your destiny. Right. And fundamentally this threshold of pain that you continue to talk about this mental callus and our our mental callus or, you know as we continue to evolve our threshold of pain will allow us to contribute more to our business our relationship ourselves our companies whatever to the world because we now have this ability to lead because i believe that you know the leader is the chokehold on anything that we do is the leader of, of the leader of 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 the business the entity the relationship we all need to come together and fundamentally bring that awareness to ourselves. So that threshold of pain, the way that you talked about with the the mental calluses, I loved it. I think it's such a, it's a great way to, to bring that narrative to, 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 to the world and really get to understand. So what really specifically tools or processes do you build or have created in your own, um, belief systems that give you the strength to continuously create these mental calluses
1: you know one of the tools that i've built and i really really stick with every single time is i manage my time ruthlessly Mm -hmm. i manage my time ruthlessly and i put activities that's going to only help me get to my end goal you see eric when I went through a divorce, when I went through a divorce, you know, I sat down and had a kind of meeting with myself every once in a while. Everybody needs to sit down and have a meeting with, with, with yourself, nobody else around, just you and you, you talking to yourself and be like, Hey bro, what the fuck? What the fuck you want to do, bro. Hey, okay. You know, so I sat down in a hotel room, you know, 40 years old crying, You know, just got done being broke and going through recession. Now I lost my family. You know, literally, you know, in a hotel room for four months, every, every night I had a meeting with myself. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, at 40 years old, I had to start all over again. And I said, all right, what do I want to do? What activities are going to give me the highest return on my time? See, there's ROI, return on investment. There's also return on time, right? So I told myself, well, the first thing I wanted to, you know, if, if I had all the money in the world, what I would do, I want to spend as much time with my children. That's my why. I just want to be around my kids. I want to do stuff with my kids. I want to take them to the soccer. I want to take them to gymnastics. I'm going to take them to swimming. I just want to hang out with kids. Matter of fact, after today's podcast, I'm going to go get up my kids and we're going to go a bunch of places and we're going to do things. We'll do soccer, swimming. we're gonna go in and out have some burgers you know what i mean so when i'm not with the kids though what's my next highest and best use of activity number two is provide for them provide for them and then number three when i'm not with my kids or, or 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 working to provide for them what's the next best thing to go to the gym so i can be healthy so i can keep doing one and two I'm at 47 years old right now, I'm in the best shape of my life. Not because I wanna get up and not because I'm, I'm not vain anymore, I'm not competing anymore, I'm not doing anything like that, because I wanna make sure that I can run around with my one year old, my seven year old, my 11 year old, and they wanna know that I'm still active, I still have energy. I'm not going, daddy, you wanna play? No, I'm tired, oh, I can't move, oh, no, no, uh-uh. I'm not gonna do that. So when you're crystal clear, about what you want out of life, decision making becomes very easy. Very easy. Somebody calls me, I was, yo, you wanna go meet and uh, watch the game and have some drinks? Does it provide me time for the family? Nope. Does Does it make money for the family? Nope. Does it get me healthy? The answer is no. Now, hey, Sam, do you wanna meet? I got this business proposal. I think it's gonna be great. Hell yeah. So all my waking hours are dedicated to three activities: make money, spend time with time children, or get healthy, get in the gym.
0: Wow! So you know, we, we briefly talked about um, me going through a breakup off the air uh, just recently, moving back here to North America, and I I don't know if you know this, Sam, but I I've been divorced in the past as well, and the common pattern is. Uh, is me not being able it, – it, let's say – let's put it this way. I'm the common denominator, and there's a continuous in the relationships that I think. And so I did some thinking time recently. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you
1: know, Eric, at least you admit that you're the common denominator. You know, I had a friend one time, one of my really good friends. You know, he dated all these girls, and he's like, Sam – this girl was crazy. This girl was crazy. This girl was bipolar. This girl was this, and this, this, and that. I, I told him, James, James. The only common denominator is you. Yeah, so yeah. all these 20, 30 girls you mentioned couldn't have mental issues. So maybe you wanted to kind of take a look at yourself and 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 kind of reassess. And you know, at least, at least he did that. And 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 you know, at least you admit that, hey, I'm not perfect. You know, you know, you know, and I'm I'm not saying she's perfect. Anybody else is perfect, but well, nobody is. It's two people seeing the same way and getting along, right?
0: And, and that's exactly what it was, right? It's like it's 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 taking the time to really spend. What is the what is the relationship that I want to continue to create? First of all, with myself, and then so that I can go out there and and have that with you know, my, you know, my future beloved or my future children, or, you know, my future, everything in the future. And it's like, how can then I show up even stronger as a leader in my business? And I think that there's, there's the common concept, and maybe you can elaborate a little bit, describe some of that process of really connecting for anybody that's listening, maybe going through, you know, an experience like, like we have, or um, like you have, Describe a process that really got you super clear on those three fundamental um, steps that you wanted to to show up as. Because for me, my understanding was like, I know now that I need to get stronger with my relationship with my creator, with, you know, with with my higher source. And that therefore gives me the integrity and the power uh, of what I can show up as. And then I know that I can show up as a better leader. And be more conscious in my leadership for my team and as a result i can stand in my own grace and see what's possible so that therefore i'm not looking out there for fulfillment from somebody else but it's within me that i was able to create it right. and that was something that stood for me but i'd love to, i'd love to know you know especially since you know you've done these tremendous things in the world and you continue to and you have an amazing family and you have an amazing you know relationship and you know you're definitely far along the line what was it the process for you that really got you to go that deep and understand listen this thinking time this time this meaning with myself was a fundamental byproduct of who i am today
1: you know when when you are at mm-hmm. your lowest You sit down and self evaluate everything. You're not, you're not self evaluating everything when you're at the top. When you're at the top, you're, ah, man, shit, everything's good, man. I'm the man, what the hell? You know, you can't tell me nothing, bro. I'm the man. I make money. I got bitches. I got this, I got that. That's what you do, right? When you're at the top, but when all of a sudden life knocks you down, when life knocks you down, that's when all of a sudden you to have a self, you know, evaluation. That's when you sit down and start grading yourself in what areas you wanna improve, what areas you wanna get rid of, how you wanna be able to move forward, right? Look, I hate to say it, people don't discover Jesus at the top. Yeah. Nobody all of a sudden becomes a billionaire and becomes, oh my God, all of a sudden I discovered Jesus. No, no, they become a billionaire, they, they lose it all, then they discover Jesus. Because they sit down and self-evaluate and that's why I love it when God humbles you I love it when God you know punches you in the face and said sit your ass down sit your fucking ass down you ain't the, you know you ain't the man I'm the man let me tell you you know nobody cares about your plan I'm the man and I'm gonna make the plan and you know what I've been punched in the face a few times, hard. I told you, divorce, bankruptcy, foreclosures, losing, you know, not having a dad, all that kind of stuff, you know? So every time you get punched in the face, you get back up and you self-evaluate and move forward move forward. And sometimes you have to get punched in the face multiple times. So you realize, man, all right, man, I need to humble myself. I need to chill. I need to decide, do what I can do and, 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 and do the right things and self-evaluate. And that's, that's, that's how you are able to be crystal clear in life.
0: So that's how you really position now, you, you transition that same process, get crystal clear into your business, I imagine. So describe the process of what it was like to really take your business now to this this fundamental understanding where you know i'm sure that at the beginning you know you were hustling you were grinding you're doing everything it takes and what was it that allowed you to really start to believe in the process wow i'm actually creating something that is gonna i'm gonna leave a legacy behind you know
1: the way you discovered that is by chipping away at it. I mean, I chipped away at it. I chipped away at it. I chipped away at it. When I went through the last recession, okay, I lost everything. House was on foreclosure, minus $314 in the bank account. We were expecting our first child I was having all these negative self-talks that, oh my God, I'm gonna be just like my dad, not provide for my kid. You know, I had all these things. I stopped working out. I, I, you know, that was the first time I stopped working out for a year, year and a half. You know, talk, talking about just depressed out. You know, I didn't know what to do. My why has always been providing for my family because I never had a dad to provide to provide for me. So I never wanted to be that deadbeat dad and, and not be able to have, uh, you know, give the kids what they needed and um so that severely put me back so one day i got up after you know having so many pizzas at night and junk food and not working out and said you know what just get up and try just get up and try so i got up literally for from 2008 to 2013 2013 2014 for a period of five six years eric i got up to i tried I got knocked down. Got up, tried. Imagine for five, six years, you get up every single day, put in 16, 18 hour days, get knocked the fuck down, you know, and get back up and knock the fuck down, knock the down. And then after six years, I'm like, oh, wait a second, I'm seeing a little traction. I'm seeing a little traction. Wait, wait a second. I'm getting myself back up. 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 And then I'm like, okay, I'm onto to something. See, everybody in life wants a home run. Everybody wants to, wants to go to work today and make a million bucks. Everybody wants to just get up, you know, and have the perfect body. Nobody wants to consist grind. Everybody wants to shine. Nobody wants to grind. You know, and that's how you're gonna be able to get anywhere in life. Put a plan together, execute the plan, and then just Let the rest be the rest. You know, have faith in the plan that you put together. When I first was getting ready for my first bodybuilding show, i would never seen my abs before. I've never seen my abs before. So when my coach said, okay, I want you to follow this program for 12 weeks. The first week, I don't see nothing. I don't see no difference. Shit, I'm miserable. I'm miserable. I'm, I'm hungry. I'm cranky. This diet sucks. I don't see a difference in a week. Second week, no difference. Third week, all right, I lost a couple of pounds. I don't see any cuts. Fourth week, but guess what? Faithfully followed it for 12 weeks. Hurt for 12 weeks. Every morning, didn't want to get up work out. I didn't want to do my cardio. Didn't want to kind of cut out the carbs. Didn't feel like drinking a gallon of water. Didn't feel like taking a protein shake or my supplements. But after consistently doing that for the 12 weeks, I step on stage and I'm like, God, damn i look good guess what life is the same way man work is the same way success is the same way consistent work over time compounds to big
0: results that work ethic is super profound you know when we can transition that work ethic from you know our bodybuilding experiences or our our um being in the gym or the consistency and you transition that to any area of your life, I think you're like I think that's so profound what you just said. Like you can do that for your body, you can do that for your mind, you can do that for your business, you do that for your relationship, and it comes back to what we started with: can a constant and never-ending improvement, right? So having that um, show up regularly is super powerful. Now, when you come down to you know this work ethic in addition to the work ethic, what values or how do these values show even more in your work? Because, you know, you talked about the consistency, the work ethic, but what else do you do like to to lead your team in a way that it actually transitions into them? To be that, you know, that conscious leader and integrator, um, entrepreneur, to be able to serve them and and transform your vision into their vision.
1: For me, you know, with my team, um, I always say that as a leader, you should have the highest standard for anybody. Mm. So, you know, raise your standards, you know, in business or in life. You get what you tolerate. And if you start tolerating any little mind, any little stuff, then that little stuff, gets bigger, bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, if if I walked into the gym and I see a light bulb was out and I don't say anything, well guess what, if I don't say anything, it sends a message to all the staff and everybody else that it's okay for a light bulb is out. So maybe it's okay for two light bulbs to be out. Maybe it's okay for equipment to be broken. And not not be fixed. It's okay. Maybe there's, there's be dust everywhere. So raise your standards. When you raise your standards as a person, you raise the standards of everybody else around you. You know, and I always say at the end of the day, I don't expect anybody to be perfect. I expect them to do their best because I do my best every single day. I'm not doing anything that I'm not asking them to do.
0: Yeah, and when you're, so when you're, when that is, I think for me, knowing that we're in there in the, in the, um, yeah, in the trenches with them is what really shows them because it's not, it's more than just telling them, it's showing them. Yeah,
1: It's the same thing with with your kids. It's the same thing with your kids. It's the same mm -hmm. thing with your kids. You know, if you want your kids to do something, don't tell them, show them. Show them what you do. I can't tell my kid, hey, I need you to eat, you know, properly. My my kid called me out the other day. My kid called me out the other day. Because I told her, I'm like, don't eat a big bite and with your mouth. I said, take smaller bites. And three days later, I had a salad. I took a big old thing of salad, a big old thing of lettuce, and she was like, hey dad, you get you. I'm like, gosh, she's right. I can't argue that. Yeah. So if I'm gonna tell her something, I better be doing the same exact thing. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? And we, I wanna make sure that if you're gonna lead your team, then you gotta lead by
0: example. When you have you know, these experiences with your staff or your family or, or people around you, and you know, people have different or opposite views from the way that you see things, and I'm sure that you've encountered that lots, how do you respond to to that? How do you deal with you know, conflict? How
1: do I deal with conflict with the staff?
0: Yeah. I think I think I think whether it's staff or or even somebody that may maybe it be actually let's go with staff first and then we'll go with just uh you know somebody that may have a different opposite view from me. I think the most important thing in any kind of conflict is
1: communication right you just communicate now you can know, you, you know a lot of times there's conflict because there's miscommunication right somebody doesn't understand what's going on and 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 they start forming their own opinions and and, and their own their own logic behind it but i think if there's communication then we at least know that is not a miscommunication of conflict and a lot of times you can communicate and you can still disagree it's okay to disagree it's okay to, to to have different outlooks on life not everybody has to have the same outlook and you can respectfully disagree you know with you know with the other person and move on you can have different stance now let's talk about for example if you talk about politics you know what i mean you know there's liberals and there's conservatives you know me i'm on some on some topics i'm liberal On some topics, I'm conservative, you know what I mean? I don't have to agree with everything the liberals say. I don't have to agree with everything the conservatives say, you know what I mean? I've made my own opinion. I agree to disagree. And in life, it's okay to agree to disagree. The only time it becomes a problem, the only time it becomes a problem if that person does not fit in your life, if, if, if they're agreeing to disagreeing, it's affecting them by all means. I don't understand what people are arguing on social media about politics. Oh, don't talk to me if you like Trump. Don't oh, talk to me anymore if you like Biden. Don't, who cares? They can like Trump, they can like Biden. It doesn't affect you directly.
0: You formulate know? your own opinion.
1: Absolutely. Now, if, if somebody is in my organization, in my staff, and their vision is not the same as the vision of the company and what we want out of the company and what the direction we want the company then that's a different thing because they're in on my payroll they're on our company and the same thing and i you know we got that's different but generally if they're not agreeing with you and it's not affecting your family your company then all means agree to disagree and move on
0: and I think you said something here: communicate and disagree. It's like, how can you be in power, in a in a, in a, in powerful rapport, right? And still have a, you know an opportunity to communicate in a in an empowering way, right? Um, I think that that's really you know, like you said, as a leader, you have this the you should have the highest standards for any um, conversation or outcome. And if you show up in that way in a disagreement and you can generate that rapport, um I think what you offered here, like the insight and the gift that I think that I took away from it was really powerful is communicate and disagree in a in a, in a built rapport way fashion. So moving forward, I really want to touch point on you know if there is somebody that really fundamentally you know is maybe starting their journey today. Is, is really, you know, uncertain about, you know, where they need to go, what path they should be taking. And if it was some, like a younger version of yourself, what would you say to them?
1: Here's what I would say to them. I would say change your proximity. Always evaluate doing inventory of who you hang around with. And, and you, people around you either lift you up or bring you down they say you're the average of five people you hang around with so hang around with people who raise your average not lower your average you know what i mean i will let them know that they gotta constantly constantly look for ways to improve in all areas of life faith family fitness finance and still have fun relationally spiritually financially physically you know as long as you constantly are trying to improve in your life and surrounding yourself with people who who are the same that's going to raise your average i think you're going to be a lot further in life than anyone else
0: I love it. It's like, you know, Tony always says proximity is power. And I totally agree with that statement. I think that, you know, the more that you surround yourselves with like-minded individuals that are just playing and the way that I like to describe it is there's a different rules of the game. You know, we're all stuck in this box at the beginning. And fundamentally we, we, I think when you change your proximity and you see people are playing outside of the box and there's a different rules of the game. Um, There are no rules. You see, you start creating your own. Right. And to me, I think that that's, that's been a really huge realization as I continue to surround myself around, you know, high leverage, high, high level individuals that are thinking um, in that manner. I think it's been a huge way to just give tremendous paths of success for the people That want to be on that next journey, and you know, Sam, you've given us such a profound path to the success that you've been on, and you've given us a path to success that people can, you know, take a couple tools away from here and and really go um, implement them themselves. What would you say is one reason why people would fail? Here, number one
1: reason, bro. Number one reason. Now, I, I've seen so many people just throw their life away. Just throw their life away because there's always fear. Fear of failing, fear of what people think, fear of what if, fear of what what that, fear of the unknown, because fear is uncomfortable. Fear is something, something that you haven't done. You know what I mean? And number one reason people fail is always gonna be fear because people just don't want to fail. You know, nobody wants to fail, but you have to embrace failure. You have to embrace adversity. You have to embrace obstacles. You have to embrace problems. You have to embrace them because without those, you can't get to the next level. See, the next level was the next step up. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to go up the steps going up the steps is hard I the stairs this morning every step is hard but every step is going to get you closer and closer but every step requires pain and being uncomfortable yep. and if you're not willing to get you know go through the pain and being uncomfortable then you might as well just sit you know work your little job watch your little netflix eat your little cheeseburger and go through life being the same.
0: I, I, I think that too, the, the outlook, the orientation of it, the lens that's powerful associated with that is like, can we be solution oriented or problem oriented? What are Which way are we gonna look at it? Do you agree? I 100% agree. I, I think that- I,
1: I don't like it when somebody my staff comes up and tells me, oh my God, Sam, oh my God, we have a problem. This is This is happening. You know, it's it frustrating. Okay, okay, so, okay. I fucking know we have a problem. Yep. Okay, tell me something I don't know. I know tell there's a problem. problem. Don't come over here and just give me a problem without proposing a solution. Yes. So when somebody comes to me in my organization and says, "Sam, we have a problem," duh, duh, I know we have a problem. Yeah. Tell me, what are we going to do about it? I don't want people to just report to me there's a problem. I know, I I get it.
0: I love that. And then it's like, how can they, uh, one thing that I've like recently really wanting to implement in my own team is like, show me three options because one option isn't, isn't an option. It's not, there's no choice Two option. Two options is a dilemma and three, we have actually options. And it's like when we can focus those pro those solutions with three different opportunities, we can see the upside and the downside of each of them.
1: Absolutely. It's not, it's not simple. Life is simple. Yeah. I, I, I hate when somebody comes up to me and, and we have, I had one yesterday. I, 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 I had somebody present me a problem yesterday. Sam, well, um, you know, this is going on, and this is going on, and this is going on. Did, did, did you get on Zoom?
0: And what's, and what's, and what's the, and what's the, you know, what's the solution that he, you know, brought forward? Did he bring one, or was it more of the... Oh, the, the... No, He goes,
1: Sam, oh, there's, uh, there's a problem, and so this, and this, and this, and this, and, this, and that. And, and I'm very time-oriented, you know, I, you know, yeah. there it is, my schedule, you know, I'm like, Hey man, you haven't present, present me a solution. I gotta go pick up my kid right now. I don't got yeah. time this. Until you come up with a solution, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Goodbye. Yeah. You know, I don't got I don't got an hour to sit down and talk about the same thing over and over and over again. There's a problem, like I said, present me a few solutions. Let me know the pros and cons. I'm gonna move forward.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Listen, Sam, I know that, uh, you know, I want to be conscious of our time together, uh, but first and foremost, I really want to, um, you know, make sure that with regards to how people want to find out more about you, how they can connect with you, is there anything um, that, you know, they can reach out to you or, you know, get a free resource or anything that you have that you want to just present? And I could add them in the show notes as well.
1: Well, the best resource for them, man. they can text me directly, I have a community number, you know, yes, 909-200-4015. And if they want to connect with me, you know, I'm, I'm you know, active in all social medias. Uh, Sam, back to your, S-A-M-B-A-K-H-T-I-A-R. And Eric, man, I just want to take this time to thank you. I'm grateful for you and grateful for this interview. You you asked me some questions that um, not too many people have asked, and I appreciate it. It wasn't a monotonous interview, you know, and, uh, and I appreciate you, man. I,
0: I'm so glad we finally connected. Likewise, son, um, it was a blessing. Before you go, I have one last question for, for you because I always love to make sure that we hit it with a profound insight. If you have three, three days left to live, what would you do?
1: I would just be with my family, hug them, love them, and tell them how much I love them and care for them and give them the blueprint of what I want them to do after I'm gone. Blessing, I want to spend Sam. every second of it, every second of it with my family.
0: Sam, you're a good man. I, honestly, it's been a pleasure to connect with you. I'm so grateful we, were, we, we made it happen and uh, love the insights, love the value, love what you're doing. And for anyone that's listening right now, you got to go check out Sam. Make sure you're following him on Instagram. Make sure you're, you're, you're reaching out to him. Send him a text message. Let's make it happen. You guys connect. This guy's a brilliant man, just offering tremendous value to the world. I'll see you guys all later. Blessings. See you, soon. Thank you, Eric. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Resilient Minds Podcast. If you seriously love the episode, please be sure to share it with your friends and click that subscribe button. Do it now. As I continue to grow, I'll be bringing on some leading entrepreneurs into the show. So follow me on Instagram or Facebook and drop a comment or send me a DM. Tell me who you'd love for me to interview and who you'd like to hear more from. Once again, Eric Bounds signing off. And remember this, your X factor always determines your Y factor.